I'm Matt Bush with BPR News. I'm speaking with Asheville Citizen Times reporter Joel Burgess. Good to be here. Well, thank you, Joel. You've been at the forefront of this story, obviously. You um, have reported this uh, from its beginning last week. So just to give us a bit of the timeline on what happened, because I think that's a lot of the controversy right now, is that this happened in August and it did not come to light, particularly to the mayor and city council, until last week. And part of it has to do with the fact that uh, body cam footage from police body cameras in North Carolina is not public record. So how does that fit into the timeline and, and take us through it? The body cam video is not uh, public record. It's not public record. It's actually not personnel record either. It fits in a really strange place in North Carolina law, and that's because of a recent statute that was passed. We obtained it, and we we put it out there, and it was uh, greeted uh, pretty universally by with just shock and outrage by uh, residents, um, community leaders, and uh, city officials. Who, and the city officials, um, including Mayor Esther Mannheimer. Uh, said that she was outraged was the word she used outraged that at the at the severe uh, mistreat, apparent mistreatment of um, Johnny Rush by uh, an officer uh, Chris Hickman and she was also outraged she said that this was the first she had heard of it and so that was the common sentiment they were folks were upset at really upset at, at uh, what what happened to uh, to Rush as, as portrayed on the video and also um, what uh, that it took this long to, to learn about it so we started digging into it and uh, peeled apart, apart all sorts of things with it. We, um, I went and found uh, Johnny Rush and met with him and got his account of uh, the incident. And there's a date that uh, kind of moved around a little bit, but what was settled on finally by police and District Attorney Todd Williams, this is on September 15th, and this is the date that Williams gave initially. He said that officers, officers came to him with uh, with a tape and said, uh, we'd like to ju- to drop charges against uh, Johnny Rush, and because he had been after the incident, uh, Rush had been charged with with several things, including assaulting a government official and these traffic violations. He he said he told me he spent the night in jail because he didn't want to pay the five hundred dollars. You'd have to pay a bail bondsman to get out. And um, so Williams watched this video. Williams again, the district attorney, and said, "Yeah, let's drop these charges." And I asked Williams how much of the video he had seen, and he said he recalled seeing just a piece of it. I, I'm not sure which piece, though. So that, And again, it's a pretty graphic video, and there's parts of it that, um, that are tough to watch. So um, at that point, the officers took that tape back away from Williams because it was still an internal investigation. This, you know, In some ways, you could say it's like a, an HR matter. Um, and so it, Williams had no right to, to hold that. So they the police went back and that those charges were dropped on uh, September 27th. Then on uh, December 19th, um, officers returned to him, Williams said, and they returned with the full video. And as it turns out, actually some other videos um, that involve Hickman. And they said, well, we'd like your opinion if we should start a criminal investigation. So he reviewed those. And as a matter of fact, he said, yes, yes, we need to contact the State Bureau of Investigation to do a criminal investigation. And in going back and talking with Williams about this, I I asked him, I said, did when you initially saw that video that was brought to you, you know, back in um back in August, um, excuse me, back in September, on September fifteenth, you know, it, did you know whether there was a criminal investigation going on? And he he said he didn't. And um he said actually by the time they came back to him in uh, December, he he'd assumed that the police would have already 
uh, reached out to the SBI and started talking to them. And it, this gets confusing, but it's um, according to some sources such as the SBI. And if you look at typical examples, uh, and I give one in, in the story that we ran Sunday with uh, the Buncombe County Sheriff's Department. There's two types of investigations. Again, there's this internal investigation that's really more about, you know, breaking a policy that meant, you know, the worst thing that could happen again is an employee could be fired and then a possible criminal investigation. And typically, they're started at the same time. And the SBI also says that typically law enforcement agencies will call them right away if they suspect a crime. And so that didn't happen. Um, basically, there, there was a wait time of about five months. And in, in January, Williams and uh, Chief uh, Hooper, Chief Tammy Hooper, again, you know, asked the SBI formally. He said, will you, you know, take over this and start a criminal investigation? And the SBI said no. They gave no uh, reason for, for declining, but just said no. And so on January 18th, and this is something we learned um, through an internal memo that we got access to, um, Hooper did start a criminal investigation within the uh, within the police department. She asked officers to take that on. And there's, there's some debate about whether that's a good idea, whether um, officers should investigate uh, fellow officers in criminal investigations. Um, that's often why you'll hear about the SBI doing investigations about uh, officer-related shootings and, and, and serious things like that. It's I talked to uh, Maria Haberfeld. She's a professor at the at John Jay College in New York and at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. It's, it's one of the premier um, universities for uh, that, type of, that type of study. And she said it's just particularly with a, a small department and, and really, she said, probably true with a medium-sized department like Asheville, it's better not to investigate you're an officers. And that's because of bias and appearance of bias. You, you, you don't want to have any bias. And you don't want people to even think there might be bias. But um, Asheville uh, actually went ahead and investigated, uh, started an investigation into its own officers. Now, um, what we learned uh, later, uh, I'd been asking the SBI about um, why they why they turned uh, APD down for the investigation, and, and we finally did get an answer um, late last week on Friday. And uh, the SBI said it's because they waited five months, and it it just is not a good way for us to start this investigation. It will be too difficult, and also the fact that they had already started this internal investigation, they said it would just make it harder for them to get to some of this evidence. Um, so. Again, you know, the answer was no. The uh, criminal investigation was uh, moving ahead uh, within uh, APD, and again, we none of this was was known to the public uh, at this time. And so, uh, sometime along that line, well, we know specifically on J now January fifth, um, the officer Chris Hickman resigned. Um, and an interesting thing to point out about that is by resigning. Um, he would not have any appeal to this special board that the city has called the Civil Service Board and what that's for. It's it's not a very common thing. It's It was set up especially for Asheville, but an employee that disagrees with um, some kind of action taken against him or her can appeal to the Civil Service Board and, and the Civil Service Board can overturn it, can say, no, you know, it's, it's wrong of you to, to fire this employee essentially. So – and just uh, you know, moving this forward, um, the other thing we learned, and that I learned in talking to um, Johnny Rush, again the, the man who was um, was beaten by the uh, Asheville police uh, officer, is that on on January twenty fifth he was visited by FBI agents. And I also talked again to another 
um, professor from John Jay College and, and uh, David Shapiro, and, and David's actually a former FBI uh, special agent. And he said, yeah, there's there's two reasons that they would be there. The FBI would be showing up. And, and one is interest in a um, extortion issue with police. And he said the other is a, uh, a civil rights concern. And he said they, you know, this could be a, uh, a preliminary, a preliminary inquiry. Um, the next step after that would be a full blown investigation. I've reached out to the FBI. I don't, I haven't gotten an answer. And, and a key point here is that, um, uh, Rush is, is black. Uh, Hickman is white. And so, you know, there, there is that really distinct racial issue that's part of this. Um, we also do know that on, um, February uh, 20th, um, one of the officers conducting the criminal investigation came to visit Rush. And uh, Rush said that was, you know, this officer, either during that visit or a prior visit, was the first one with APT to actually apologize to him for what had happened. And he said he also got a call from an officer that um, said there was a way for him to get his medical bills covered. But he said he never got any medical bills. So um, throughout the whole, um, throughout the events, even though he did, even though he was taken to the hospital, um, on February 26th, um, the chief releases numbers, new numbers on use of force incidents showing that uh, annually uh, the amount of the number of incidents where Asheville police have used force is down 61 percent from the year before. So there is one I, I did read that report and there is one um, footnote, though, that there was an incident that did violate policy in 2017. It doesn't name it, but we're guessing this this was the one. And then um, two days later, we on uh, February 28th is when we released this report and this story um, going forward um, on on March 1st. So on uh, on Thursday, uh, Mayor Esther Mannheimer issued a public apology to Rush. Um, she she talked about how she was upset that um, they didn't know about it and that it happened that it had happened in the first place. Uh, city manager Gary Jackson says that he didn't know about it and that he would be talking with Hooper about uh, steps to take forward. Um, the uh, the city council uh, has set a special meeting actually, which uh, will happen uh, Monday today. Um, if that's what uh, that's when this is broadcast. Um, and um, also, we got some some interesting information from the SBI uh, finally. And the SBI, uh, this that was when the SBI actually released that statement, telling uh, telling people uh, why they didn't take the case. Um, at about the same time, uh, District Attorney Todd Williams sent a formal letter um, to the SBI director, saying you know that he had actually asked one more time for the SBI to take on this investigation and that agent in charge said no. So he's he was appealing to the director and he was saying, please take over the criminal investigation and also to in try to investigate the leaker. And police chief Tammy Hooper has said that, you know, an investigation into the leak uh, would be warranted. One interesting thing is uh, in talking to Hooper about um, the timing of all this, um, she has said that it's not unusual for her department to not do a criminal investigation and internal investigation at the same time. So she's saying that having starting a criminal investigation, you know, you know, months later shouldn't be a problem. She points out that, hey, we do criminal investigations, you know, a long time after the actual event. And, you know, she also points out that it is 
perfectly legal for the APD to investigate uh, its own officer in, in terms of uh, a crime. And that's true. They, it is definitely legal. To, uh, again, there are people that say it may not be the best policy, though, considering. Uh, but she says it's something that the, that the department has actually done. So a lot to break down from that. But we'll start first with this five-month gap. Uh, from when the incident happened to when the police investigation really started, the criminal investigation. And it was that five-month gap that basically ended any chance the State Bureau of Investigation could get involved and look at this. Um, is that what everyone's going to focus now on, I think? That is something I would like to lo- take a look at more closely. Yes. Uh, it is very interesting because, uh, again, you've got you've got the gap. You have the SBI saying because of that gap, we—, we can't take this case. You have Hooper saying it's not that unusual to take a case that's sat for a while. Body cam footage is also going to be a big part of this because it's not a public record. And that's part of the reason why it took five months, I guess, uh, more than five months, actually, for this incident to become public. City Council's meeting tonight, what are they going to talk about at this? It's closed session, but they did give a rundown of the things they could be talking about in closed session uh, beforehand, but obviously uh, no one else is going to be allowed in that room when they do that. Yes, there might be um, some reporters sitting outside, you know, twiddling their thumbs, tweeting, who knows what, but City Council will be behind closed doors uh, talking about personnel matters, which state law allows them to do. And in fact, it it really mandates that they do this. They uh, They can't talk about personnel matters in public. The announcement says that they will talk about whether they can release more information about the officer, Chris Hickman. We'll see. And again, uh, what they're dealing with um, is a state personnel law that says uh, there are certain personnel records that are public, but other ones are, are off limits. You mentioned in there there were other videos involving this officer. Is that other videos from this incident or other videos of his time on the force? You know, I, that came from... A statement I got from District Attorney Todd Williams. I am I I am not absolutely sure one way or the other. My sense is that these were different incidents. So that could be part of the personnel that's being discussed tonight by the city council. Well, it you, could be right. We're not going to know unless yeah, we're allowed in the room. We won't right, know that. That's but right. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, that's what it is. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So yeah, what? I mean, what are the next steps with this? You've been with this story uh, since the beginning. I mean, what are the next steps with this? And I think part of this, you mentioned the report that came out a day or two before about the police force using less excessive force in its dealings with the public, this big drop um, at a time when, particularly in the city of Asheville, that's been a real focus. Then you have this video that comes out, and again, six to seven months later, and a delay causing the state to be unable to investigate it. Right. Yeah. So, and, and people know that, uh, use of force incidents have been a big deal. There's been a lot of, a, a lot of turmoil about them, not just in Asheville, but around the country. Right. If you think about the, the riots in Charlotte that happened after the, the shooting of a black resident and, you know, we had, uh, Jerry Williams, an African-American man who was shot by a white police officer, uh, shooting was ruled justified. Williams had a gun, but we had protests after that. People occupied the police department. And um, so this new – what the city did is actually – and what the police department did is actually come up with a new use of force policy. And that was implemented in May. And they, they, they used resident input and, you know, it's supposed to emphasize de-escalation and it holds officers, high, you know, higher than the state standard. And so there were all these things that – um, even community leaders said, we're moving us in the right direction. And then this came out. And 
for example, uh, Shanika Smith, uh, newly elected city councilwoman, she's she's now the uh, second black councilwoman we have right now on, on council after Keith Young. And she said she feels like it just made everything null and void. And I, I you know, I guess for Johnny Rush, it it, it was. Joel Burgess, terrific work, and thank you for coming in. Great to be here.